grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit be with you all today. And it is a good day today. It is always good when God's people gather together around his word and hear such wonderful music. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that, those hymns of praise this morning and for all of you. Some of you are new and haven't met you yet, and thank you, God, for you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, God, for all of us here today. Because we are here gathered around his word. We're here to be inspired and to be encouraged and to be reminded of the mighty acts of God and his hand upon us to deliver us and to rescue us and to, quote, bring us through. What do I mean by that? I mean simply bring us through life day by day. You ever stop and think about it for yourself? How did I ever get through last week? Last week was incredible. I had such a busy week last weekend, and I'm retired. By the way, when some of you aren't retired yet, you think you retire, it's easygoing. It's more challenging. Retirement brings even more opportunities to work and to serve and to get involved with people. But that's what God's people are all about, and that's getting involved and walking down the road of life together. I like to call it a journey because that's really what we're on. We're on the road to recovery, this road, this journey that we're on. And what do I mean by that, recovery? Sounds like kind of a 12-step program or something, doesn't it? Well, we're on a road to recovery. I have four steps for you this morning to give you. Uh, God, I think, is giving us that in his word today. But when I mean recovery, I mean to get up, to put one foot in front of the other, despite the issues that we're dealing with in life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, despite all of that, to get up, to move forward in a positive direction for Christ. Because that's really what our life's about. God says, You're not, I'm not finished with you yet. I mean, how can he be? I mean, we're still living. I, I, I didn't hear your heartbeat, but I know it's beating. And you're breathing. So God has yet something to be, something, something for you to do, somebody for you to meet, some part of his holy and gracious will to be served as you encounter one another in this road of life. And it is a road of recovery. God picks us up and puts us forward by his hand of love and mercy. And that's true with us every day. I mean, every day of our lives, God's picking us up. I was asking you this morning a question. I'd like to ask you, how are you doing in your battle or in your struggle? Now, wait a minute. I'm in church. I don't have a battle or a struggle, right? None of us do. Are you kidding? We all battle and we all struggle each and every day. We have good days. We have bad days. We have ups and we downs. Down days, we sin, we fall into sin, we fail, we become frustrated. We may even try a different road than the one God has placed us on and encouraged us to follow. That's what life is for us as Christians. It's, it's not an easy road. You've often heard the expression, Jesus never promised a bed of roses in life, did he? I mean, this is, wow, it's great to be a Christian. I don't have any trouble. You're a Christian, you will have trouble, you will have struggles. You will endure hardship because we that's just the way it is in this world today. Remember the Apostle Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he talked about, thought about this this morning again. He talked about this 
thorn in the flesh that he had to deal with, remember? And he said, I besought the Lord three times. Well, maybe even more than three. I mean, how often do we seek the Lord and say, Lord, get me out of this situation. I don't understand it. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. It's not going away, whatever this issue is I'm dealing with. But then, of course, God answered Paul, and he said, my grace is sufficient for you, and in your weakness, I'm going to demonstrate my strength. Well, I'm not saying that each and every day we wake up in the morning and say, God, give me a challenge, give me a struggle, give me a battle, because I want to see your strength delivered in my weakness. I mean, do we actually ask for that? I don't think we do. We often ask for just the opposite, don't we? Lord, help this to be a good day. Help this to be a day that I don't have these thoughts in my heart that are not according to your will and purpose. A few moments ago, we confessed our sins together. Poor, I'm a poor, wretched, miserable creature. Yeah, I am. Created by God, but yet fallen in sin and struggling in a battle to do what is right in God's sight. So God comes to us today in his word, in this, in this beautiful account in the gospel, where Jesus encounters this man who is born blind. And he has a perfect teaching opportunity, as it is for us today too, as he teaches his disciples something about himself and about God's will for their lives. And I'd like you to consider this morning three words, or four words, I'm sorry. Reality, reason, relationship, and response. Reality, reason, relationship, and response on our road to recovery. Okay, it all begins with reality. What is reality? Well, reality says that we're living in a fallen world. Reality says that I am not what I should be every day in the sight of God on my own. I mean, God reminds us in his word pretty clearly, you shall be perfect for the Lord your God is perfect. That's a pretty high, uh, that's a pretty high level, wouldn't you say? I mean, I only know of one person, and he was the God-man Jesus who reached that level or was at that level of perfection. But the reality is we're going to be subjected to stuff that is not pleasant for us. Uh, illnesses, broken relationships, uh, people uh, promising things and then breaking those promises. We're going to be involved and embroiled with people who don't like us, who hurt us or harm us, and we struggle with forgiveness. I met a person just last week, a young man, and he's a, he's a Christian. This guy's a Christian. I've, I've known him for a number of years. He's a fine Christian man, and he said, Pastor, I'm really struggling personally right now in my life because I have not been able to forgive this one person. I have not been able to forgive this person for so many years. It's, it's bothering me. I, I feel like I'm failing God. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm sinning, and I, I want to be able to know that I'm going to heaven. I feel very uncomfortable that I can't shake this or overcome it. 
It keeps coming up again and again in my life. Well, maybe we can all relate to that in some way. Where someone has hurt us, disappointed us. I mean, we're devastated. And we have such a struggle in saying, I forgive you because God forgives you. And we let, and let God carry that, that burden as Jesus did to the cross. We, we just struggle with it. And of course, I was, I was quick to respond in this case, and I know it's a, it's a struggle for all of us at times. But remember, in the midst of struggle, God says what? As he did to this man who was born blind, he said, look, the reality is sin is in the world, yes, but I am in the world. And greater is he, Jesus, than that other guy called Satan. In fact, Jesus has won. He's defeated sin, death, and the power of the devil. Do you know what that means? Wow! <laughs> I mean, even though we're in the battle and it seems like we're being overcome by sin, death, and the devil, Jesus has already defeated sin, death, and the power of the devil. He rose from the cross. Boy, we're getting close to that, aren't we? we don't, you don't have your pink stole on in this service, but we talked about that. Pastor Chris talked about that. We're getting closer and closer to Easter, and, you know, the bonds uh, uh, that hold us in, in death, they're loosening. And finally, you see Easter. He is risen. Uh, this is a warm-up. We're, we're going to get there. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. I didn't do that this morning, but he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. That's our victory. But the reality is, as we journey on this road to recovery, we have to recognize that we're dealing with forces of evil that affect us and afflict us, whether it be physically, spiritually, emotionally, relationally. Wow. There's no clear ride. There's all kinds of bumps in the way. This man was born blind. Jesus, of course, affirmed that, recognized it, as did the disciples. And while Jesus follows up on this with a question that the disciples ask, is this man all messed up in life? I'm, I'm just you know, going through here in a flowing way. Is this guy all messed up in life, blind and so on, because of a sin that he's committed or a sin that his parents committed? How about that for a, you know, rational kind of thought? Well, you know, the answer, Jesus said, of course, no. But we get caught up in that kind of question, too. We look at it this way at times. I'm in this mess. I have this problem. I have this sickness. I have this relational issue. I have whatever. I have all these things because it's something I've done. It must be my fault. We like to take all the blame. when so many things aren't even in our control. Yet we think that we're responsible and that God is punishing us. You know, who, you know that's not God talking, is it? No, that's Satan talking. That's the devil talking. That's, that's the one who, who wants to rip us away from God's love and forgiveness and mercy. 
We're not what we should be. No, Jesus' answer was there's a purpose in all this. You see, and, and we, we don't always like to go through these issues in life that hurt us or harm us. But there is a, a, a flowing truth that goes through this. And this truth is about God and how he works his way in our hearts. Jesus said, no, it's not because this man sinned or his parents sinned. No, this has happened. And through this, because of a fallen world, this has happened that God may be glorified. What? In the midst of how my misery in life, God can show his glory and bring me through? Yes! And you can all testify to it. I know you could say, you know, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't make it. I, I couldn't deal with this if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God, that love that, and forgiveness that he has for me and how he lifts me up though I fall or fail, or stumble. God is always there to set me back on the track. I'm a model railroader. Just had this thought. You know, it's, I love to run model trains, but you know, sometimes they go a little too fast, and sometimes they fall off the track. What do I do when my train falls off the track? I go over, pick it up, set it back. When we fall off the track, God reaches into our heart and he picks us up and he sets us back on the track. This man who was born blind suffered a great infirmity, couldn't see. It wasn't his fault, but living in a fallen world, adversity, as we said, is all around us. So God says, I'm taking over, I'm taking charge. I'm going, to set your, I'm going to set you back on the track. So the reason and the ultimate purpose in all of this is that God intervenes. He never lets us go on our own. He's always there to restore us. Remember, I'm here for you. That's God's word to us every day. Remember, I'm here for you. For you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you with my grace. Grace is a word we throw around so much. We toss it about. It's a beautiful word. Uh, there are ladies named Grace. It's a neat word. But grace is all about God's love and forgiveness, unearned by us, but yet showered upon us because He loves us. And there's nothing outside of his reach to restore us. There's nothing that could ever happen in life to you, ever, that God could not cover with the holy, precious blood of his son. And he has. In fact, that's the third point on our road to recovery. It's not only being realistic about the world that's recognizing that God has a reason and there's a purpose that he's going to accomplish through it, but thirdly, it's all about relationships. It's our relationship to Jesus. What did Jesus do when this man was born blind? Jesus heard his, heard his plea or the comments of the disciples. And what did he do? Did he just sit back and say, well, I hope this guy gets along okay? 
No, he touched him. He reached out and he touched him. That was a relationship that he established through his spirit in that man's life. He reached out and touched him. How did he do it? Well, spit on the ground, put a little mud together, put in his eyes. God doesn't touch us necessarily in that way. But he touches us through his word and his promises in this sacrament of Holy Communion, his body and blood. Jesus reached out and he touches us. And he restores us and he heals us and he empowers us. And if we're spiritually blind, we're spiritually made alive. And in our, in our physical impairment, whatever it might be, the power, his power alone sustains us and brings us through to the promise that we all have, and that's heaven is our home. You know, that's the promise. How often have you heard, maybe at the bed of a loved one or just a comment to somebody who's ill and maybe near death, I want to go home. That's really home, isn't it? And that relationship we have, that relationship of trust with God, that relationship of love with one another, that's the relationship that empowers us and enables us, God, thank you, to get through even the most difficult of times. Our prayer in life always, I believe, should follow along this line. Lord, help me to see and understand your grace in my life. No matter what comes, help me to understand your grace, your love, your forgiveness, your mercy, your power, because it's for me. And that grace in my life enables me and brings me through. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, right? That saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but I've been found. I was blind, but now I see. Well, you know the story, the gospel today. The man was cured of his blindness, and uh, Jesus told him now, go. Go and be washed and cleansed and show yourself to others. That's our mission, too. We've been washed and we've been cleansed in the holy, precious blood of Jesus. We, we, we are, we're on God's side. He, he's brought us into his family. We're his children. And we've been given a task. A job, a mission to fulfill. Because, you see, Jesus asked this guy, didn't he? He said, uh, do you believe in the Son of Man? He says, well, uh, I'm, I'm struggling a bit. Jesus said, I am he. And he accepted. He accepted in faith the one who had won for him. And he went he left that place and he demonstrated his love and his witness and his forgiveness 
to others around him. You see, that's our road to recovery is to respond. So we realize the sin that prevails. We realize the struggling world in which we live in our own struggles. We recognize that God will have a hand in this. He never lets us go. And that hand is all about our relationship with Jesus. And following that relationship with him, we have a commission and a mission to go in the world and bring sight to the blind. And I don't mean physical here, although that certainly can be part of it. But sight to the spiritually blind. This world is in darkness, and we know that. And on this road to recovery that we're on, this road of life, knowing that heaven is our home, there's work to be done, there's souls to be won, there's people to be cured of spiritual darkness and be enlightened with the spirit of life, Jesus. There's a hymn that goes something like this. I'm not going to sing it. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see Jesus. To reach out and touch him and know that I love him. May that hymn carry your day to day and be that prayer every day. Someone to meet, someone to see, to join you on the road to recovery. Amen? Amen. And all God's people said, amen.